Hello, and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special, because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors, and nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories. Catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt, hurt, and good vibes. So now, it's time to top off your water, grab some cheese curds, and join us for this week's podcast, where we take you deep into the heart of our sport. It's go time. Hello and welcome to episode number 328 of the Trail Manners Podcast and welcome to our first show of 2024. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. And don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate us on iTunes. Trail Manners really appreciate any donation via our website at trailmanners.com and please remember to share us with your friends. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners podcast. I am your host, Eric Manning. It is 2024. It is January 2nd, 2024. We are in the new year with some new shows, some, some new guests, I just want to touch base real quick on our past episode number 327 on kind of what to expect from the podcast, went over some reviews, but I'm going to start with an apology. I was surprised that we had an ad that ran before the podcast. I was horrified. Um, Kind of freaked me out. I got a couple messages from people since it is something new. Moving forward, you should not hear any of those, so I don't know if I clicked the wrong box at some point, but I do apologize. It's kind of annoying, so that's my apology to anybody that heard that. So moving forward, there shouldn't be any more ads, hopefully, unless they come out of my mouth, which isn't really an ad, I guess, too. So anyway, uh, excited about our next podcast today on the 2nd, but we do have one lined up for the 9th as well, so stay tuned for that. And I'm going to go ahead and do a shameless contest plug. If you leave a review on iTunes within the next week, I've got some brand new Path Projects hats that I will send you for free. I got I got a couple. So let's see if we can get some iTunes reviews cranking for my new website build, and I'll send out some, some Path hats for you. Brand new from our good friends at Path Projects. They're just super sexy, so you're going to want one of those. Anyway, let's get started. I do have a beer of the week. The beer of the week, it's a fun one. It's Party Pants. It's a Session Hazy IPA. This is one I found almost a year ago. Um, it was New Year's Eve 2022, I guess, because this was 2023. Me and my lovely wife were uh, at an arcade, of all things, because we're super classy. And uh, tried this new beer, for me anyway, called Party Pants. Um, it's a pretty good beer. I like it. It's out of Spokane, Washington. Um, it's a hazy. It's brewed with Sabro, Idaho, Jim, Azaka, and Eclipse. But it's a, it's a good one. It's a good tasting one. I love their logo as well. 
Um, I'm trying to remember the, the, I don't have my readers on. Oh yeah, it's a Lumberbeard Brewing. So I should have known that because of the logo, but that's the beer of the week. It's a great one. I've had it now for one complete calendar year off and on when I can find it. So anytime I see them, I buy them party pants. So that's your beer of the week, party pants by Lumberbeard. So here we go. Here comes our guest. First time on the podcast and I'm not going to spill the beans yet about what the main topic is, but I'm going to welcome Kim Haslam to the mic. Hello, Kim. Hey, how's it going? Good. <laughs> it's nice to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for the show. Me too. It's your first time on the podcast. On any podcast. Any podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That makes me even happier. Yeah, If I'm that's stoked. even possible right now, I'm so happy. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to spill the beans, but I'm, we're going to get there. We're going to get, we're going to slow roll it. Um, we're here to talk about, you ran your first hundred mile trail race in 2023. Yep, I did. And you said, you know what, if I'm going to run a hundred, I'm going to just go big and run a monster. You ran the Wasatch 100 this past September. Sure did. <laughs> How you feel right now about it? I want to do it again. Do you really? I'm ready. Holy cow. Yeah. So this is going to come up later. We got some questions that are come up. We got some Ask Trail Matters questions in the Wasatch 100 is going to come up. I'm not going to tell you how yet, but it will come up in my answer. Um, but we'll get there. Okay. Because um, I'm super excited to hear the whole story. Because, um, wow, it's your first 100, right? Yep. Was your first attempt at 100. Yep, wow. it was. That's amazing. I wasn't even sure of that one when I threw that at you. <laughs> I didn't do all my homework on you. So let's just get there. We'll slow roll to get there. Like we build up to a 100-mile race. How did you get into trail running? Well, I started running in high school. Okay. Um, and then that took me into college, running in college at Utah State University. Wow. And once I graduated from there, I kind of did the road thing and it just, I don't know, it wasn't really my jam. Like I wanted something that would, I don't know, I kind of got burnt out. And so then my husband and I saw a video for the Bryce Canyon 50 miler, their YouTube video, and it was all exciting <laughs> and had great music. <laughs> and we both signed up for it. Wow. Had yeah. he had any experience in the trail world before that either? Nope. Wow. How about, did he have a running background like yourself um he started running when we started dating oh yeah. there we go yeah yeah he's like man she's, <laughs> she's legit i gotta keep up with her so where, what did you run i mean distance wise event um in, in college i ran mostly the 5k and 10k okay so the longer the better for me wow and yeah. so you got out of college did you run road marathons no, actually. Really? did half marathons. So you went from a half marathon and said, I'm going into this 50 miler. Yeah. My oh. first marathon was in my 50 miler. So. Wow. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so your first 50 was in 2016. Yep. So that was the Bryce 50 and you finished in 10 hours and 36 minutes. That's yeah. legit. That's legit. It was fun. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's pretty solid. So that's how you, you got into trail running through through school, you mm -hmm. know, getting you through that way. That was your running background. So how you mentioned it, your your husband, you know, he runs or he ran that mm -hmm. and you both now run. How do you make that? You're both, you know, you're both married yep. to each other. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you have kids. How do you make that work when you're training for a hundred mile race? Because I think that's something that always is 
tricky. It is tricky. It's so hard. Um, mostly I will take the mornings and go early in the dark with a headlamp and friends and he will go after work. And I feel like he's been really nice and he'll give me more priority to run when I'm training for something and I try to give him more priority and it's helped that I've been pregnant during a lot of those years so he can just train freely. <laughs> so. so he's he's had his go. Yes. It's your turn now. Yes. So yep. one, th- one thing you mentioned though, because we'll get back to that too, is when you were running, you got burnout. Mm-hmm. What, what was it that burned you out? Was it, you know, the, the schedule? Like, did you have like more of, it was like a pace and a time and mileage and this strict regimen? Was it just being on the roads? I mean, what kind of burned you out of running? Um, I think the intensity I always felt like I had to run at a specific intensity and pace and, um, it just, it just was too much. Like I stopped getting excited to go running and I stopped getting excited to compete. And so it just wasn't very fun anymore. So when you're training over like the 5k, 10k half, it's more about pace though, right? I mean, you're, you're out there to go fast, right? And every run... Not every run, but most runs you want to get faster. If your event, you want to be faster than your last event. Yep. Not that you don't want to do that in trail running, but it is a little bit different. <laughs> so different. it was more just about speed, getting the workouts in. Mm-hmm. Or was that more, were the workouts more structured? Oh, yeah. Like strides and oh, yeah. all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of intervals. We would do maybe, we actually did a lot of trail running, maybe like three trail runs a week, but I feel like... I was lucky because my coach really liked that for us. And a lot of other um, schools, they didn't do that. Just stick into the roads and mm-hmm. tracks and that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, lots of flat. But you uh, got burnout. Mm-hmm. Did you take time off running or did you get burnout and just kind of remember what it was like on the trails? I mean, how did you transition from kind of burnout to getting onto the trails? What was that shift? Um, Honestly, I think it took meeting a great group of friends to go with and one of my best trail running friends she just reached out to me on Strava and messaged me I had never met her and we met up at 5 a.m in the dark in a parking lot that sounds safe yeah yeah I haven't met you before online (laughs) but we're gonna meet at 5 a.m in the dark in a parking lot yeah I mean I don't have the best judgment but luckily it turned out great (laughs) so live to tell about it yes okay good and that kind of like got the ball rolling and we I just became obsessed with running on the trails nice and when how long ago was that would you think if you had to take a stab at it um that was in actually the beginning of 2016. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you went, you went, you jumped in. Is that kind of how you are with everything though? Yeah. Okay. So when you do, when you make up your mind to do something. Yep. I'm all in. Let's get after it. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you got into, was the Bryce 50, was that your first trail race? Yes. Okay. Wow. So how did you train for that? Coming from a 5k, 10k slash half marathon on the road, strict regimens, how did you train for that 50 miler? Did you kind of incorporate some of the same things? Yes. Was it very, very structured? Um, so I didn't have a training plan, but 
I just tried to run as fast as I could for as long as possible. <laughs> Isn't that simple? Yeah. I mean, come on. That's all it takes. Everybody's <laughs> like, I need a coach. I need a spreadsheet. No, you don't. Just run fast as you can for long as you can. Yeah. And try and get better. <laughs> yeah. And try to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you have time. Yeah. yeah if you have time. So yeah. is that, so are you, are you about spreadsheets? Do you like, do you? No. Okay. I know. I love spreadsheets. No, so. I'm just, I kind of wing it and the just running fast for as long as I can that was kind of winging it so and that's real though I mean that's what you did yeah okay did you have a plan of mileage per week no I just ran with my friends (laughs) just if they were running what are you guys doing today I'll go that far yeah yeah basically (laughs) wow this is this is interesting because it's probably not the right way to train Okay, let me just say this: is a, your first your first thing into it was a fifty miler, and you did it in ten thirty six. To me, it sounds like it worked. Yeah, it did work. And I luckily. think and I think everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And then you followed that up in twenty sixteen to the Antelope Island fifty k. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you did that in five hours and three minutes. Yeah. That's speedy. Thanks. That is. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a more runnable fifty k, but there's some climbing. That one hurt. Yeah. Because <laughs> you ran as fast as you could for yeah. far, right? Yeah. So the Bryce is in May. Antelope Island's like November timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2017, you did the Snow Peaks. It used to be, and I'll say it's Squaw Peaks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it was. 50 miler. And I've done that one. You did that in 2017. You did that in 1102. I didn't realize how fast you were. I didn't. I really didn't. I was looking at some of these times and I was like, okay, okay. She, and, but now I know your training plan. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to copy yeah. that. Yeah, I'm throwing can. my spreadsheets out the door <laughs> tomorrow morning or no Saturday morning when I go running. What are you doing, Eric? I'm just going to run fast for as far as I can go. So I'll probably get a good three miles in and then I can just taper <laughs> that up. Should from work. There. Yeah, yeah. Just taper up from there. You got it. Was that your training plan after the Bryce 50? Did you just kind of keep doing? the fast as you can, long as you can yeah. mentality? Yes. Man. It's, I, I learned in college that, so I actually trained with an 800 meter runner. So she did the 800, I did the 5k, 10k, and I learned that my body worked best doing shorter, faster stuff. Okay. And so as long as I had the leg speed, that would kind of carry me through long races. And so... I feel like I had that mentality even into like a 50 miler. Wow. So what, if you could remember throw like your, your Bryce 50, do you remember what your longest run was before that race? Um, be honest. I, I think I did an 18 miler. That was your longest run? Yeah. Okay. Like I'm trying what? to piece all this together. <laughs> this is fascinating. So, I can't wait to get to the Wasatch stuff. I'm, I'm, I, but there's you're bringing these things at me like crazy. So you're running the Bryce 50. You hit mile 20. It's been a while. I'm not expecting exactly, but that's the longest you'd ever run at that time, knowing yeah. you still had like 30 miles to go. Yeah. What what did that look like? I felt so good. <laughs> really? Yeah. So <laughs> my friend that I started running with, um, we did it together. And we had a plan going into it that if at any point one of us was feeling really good, we would just split up and we were cool with that. And at about mile 20 is when I just felt so good. Wow. 
and I just took off. So in the back of your mind at any point in time, were you just thinking, this stuff's easy? No. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> Until the last six miles, and then I was suffering. Okay, so you did suffer some, yes. at some point. Yes, okay. and then I was like, oh, this is what everyone talks about. Okay, that makes me happy. <laughs> if you didn't suffer, as you, you finished 50, I'm like, that was fun. Then I'd be like, okay, this yeah. podcast is over. <laughs> so is, is your husband's training plan very similar because he didn't run before he met you? So is that what he thought running was too, is just that process? Yeah, basically. I mean, he might... He might say differently. He probably in his head has a bunch of structure, but I don't see it. You don't see it. He just gets out the door and runs. (laughs) Yeah. So you run in the morning with a headlamp with friends, and Mm -hmm. he runs in the after work, maybe with a headlamp, maybe with friends. Yeah. So it's kind of two different things. Okay. Yeah. I also, I have a treadmill that I will use a lot. I used to use a lot during nap times, and then I have a running stroller, so I feel like between morning running, treadmill, running stroller, I could get it in somehow. Okay. All right. Well, the most important race I think you ran was in 2018. Yes. The Gib Wallace 10 miler. Yes. That, uh, that was a, the RD for that race, there were two of them. They're fantastic. I, if I remember correctly. Um, I uh, hear great things about them. Do you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just said that. So yeah, Joel and I put that race on. So it was fun to see. I went back and saw that you ran that 10 miler, mm-hmm. uh, in 2018. So thanks for supporting that. It, you know, years ago, five years ago. That was well, a great time. It was, it was a good time. It was a good race. It was a good event, but <laughs> I saw that on the list. I said, all right, this is, this is legit now. All right, so we got away with the easy stuff. We got the 50Ks out, 50-miler, breezy, no big deal. Path to a 100-miler. Did your... Okay, when did you decide to run Wasatch? Um, It had always honestly been in the back of my head. I feel like the seed was planted a long time ago, even in college. Okay. Um, I used to work for the Forest Service, and... I remember there was a guy who came out to volunteer with us doing trail work mm-hmm. for Wasatch. And I just remember being in awe and being like, I want to do that someday. So, And that was when you were doing your, your 5K, 10K? Yeah, in college. Okay. And then the first 50 I did, that's when I knew eventually it would lead to 100. So, And no. then... Wasatch, specifically Wasatch, um, probably, it was probably around 2018, um, I wanted to do a hundred that was for me. Mm-hmm. My husband had done the bear, okay, but I wanted to do one that he hadn't done okay, just to make it my own. And I had done a lot of trail work with the Forest Service on the Wasatch course, and so I just liked the idea of being on those trails again. Well, we are pretty lucky that it's, you can sleep in your own bed mm-hmm. the night before a race and the night after you finish. I mean, that's wherever you are. I mean, that's, that's nice, right? Yep. Especially when you quote unquote, it's in your backyard. So you can know the course, feel a little more comfortable, especially on a first time. Wasatch was my first hundred as well. Nice. Um, but I, my running routine was a lot different than <laughs> yours. Um, I was never faster, tried to go fast. I just tried to survive. Uh, but it's kind of nice to do that. So with with that, I mean, what what was that like? So you you decided to do it. You went and did it. What was the path to that like at that point? What was your training plan? Did it change 
I mean, knowing that you had to double what you did before? So I feel like it was a long road for me um, because there was having kids, dealing with infertility, just trying to, I kept putting on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And all through that, I just kept trying to run and keep fitness. Um, But as far as specific training, um, I looked up training plans and I thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) I even printed it off. What? (laughs) But when it came down to it, life and having two toddlers at home just kind of got to me. And so I figured just getting in the miles and putting in the time doing some sort of vert every once in a while um my goal is to just finish okay so that 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 was the next question so doing some sort of vert obviously wasatch has got a lot of vert yeah you know 20 plus thousand feet Mm -hmm. um so you knew that going in and and that was probably different than anything you've done before Mm -hmm. um so you because you kind of, no one can see you when you're talking like I can. So you're like trying to do vert. You're kind of like, eh, did you do much vert? No, not really. <laughs> and the shame is that Malin's is in my backyard. Uh-huh. And I could have done that a bunch of times, but I... Just didn't work out. No, no it just didn't work out. Just didn't want to do it. I just, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's it's commendable. So Malin's, for those that don't know, it's about a 2,000 foot climb in a two miles about a thousand feet a mile average and it's a um there's some events on it you're gonna hear more about that soon but um it's it's a great trainer Mm -hmm. for for vert races if you take advantage if you don't have to obviously but it is in your backyard um i do have a question for you because this has come up on the podcast before so i'm curious we're gonna have an episode about this later in the year too did you notice anything um I don't say drastically, but some, okay. Did you, was there something noticeable after having kids like running wise? Um, yes. Like physically how yeah. my body did, felt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. did you, cause some, I've talked to some um, women that have had kids mm-hmm. and they're like, I felt better after, like when I was running, my running was better or this was better. You know what I mean? I mean, did you, did you notice anything I felt like my hips hurt more. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I felt like more physical pain. Okay. But I do, I do feel like, what's the word? Like just my ability to suffer. Okay. Yeah. Was higher. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, there's been, a, we've had a lot of guests on the show and that's something that's come up sometimes and it's interesting. I mean, some of them like, I felt like stronger you yeah. know, kind of at the end of the day. So that was, mm-hmm. that was interesting. Okay. So Wasatch 100, 2023, you're training for it. Why did you want to do it? Like, was it just like, cause that sounded cool. Someone you saw, I mean, it's a big deal. hundred miles is very intimidating. I think for anybody, even if you've done it, it's still intimidating. It's a long way to go. Um, but is it just one of those things, like we said, once you make up your mind, that's just what I'm going to do. Yeah, and I like to suffer apparently. <laughs> so So you did a little suffering at Wasatch? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So okay. Okay. <laughs> well you did Wasatch thirty one fifty eight and you said you wanted to fin just finish, yep. but um that's I'm sub thirty two hours. You know, was that 
going into it, were you looking at times that you would like to have done it in? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was hoping to do it faster, okay. but I do think I was pretty naive about that course. Okay. In which ways? The vert, the distance? Um, the downhill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I didn't anticipate that downhill, um, the rocky downhill. And I don't know that I anyone could have even prepared me for that without being on the course yeah. or something like because a lot of people not everybody mm-hmm. there's people that will pace the course a little bit mm-hmm. to kind of get a feel for it i mean again i i didn't know a whole lot before i headed into it mm-hmm. i paced a small section um but you didn't did you get on the course much before the race or not at all or? um i ran bear canyon two weeks before the race okay and that was pretty much it all right <laughs> Well, hey, so everything was a surprise. Yeah. See, I go into races sometimes and I wonder that. Mm -hmm. Like, is it better not to know what's coming or is it better to know what's coming? I feel like it's better not to know. Okay. And I'm torn on that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And and some could be training-wise, but I know I've talked to people and it's like, oh, I I try to get out on the course as much. Like, there's some parts of Wasatch that I would never do on purpose. Yeah. Other than being in a race. Yeah. I just would never do it. But the thing was, doing Bear Canyon before kind of psyched me out. And then during the race, it was way better than I expected. So okay. Psyched you out in which way? Um, Just how steep it was. Okay. And I, I just was like, I don't know how I'm going to get up this without just dying, completely <laughs> dying. And, and still have to go farther. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't, your wife gave me a lot of great tips and um, she told me to just relax and just stay where I was in the, in the Congo line. And I did and it worked. Good. Well, it's early. Yeah. And people do get angsty. Yeah, they there's, do. There's multiple races like that. I mean, you know, Bear 100 is very similar that way too. You have a climb out of the gate and people kind of like, oh, I'm behind my time. And man, when you've got a hundred miles, yeah. I mean, the first 10 Eh, yeah, you know, I, but I can see the anxiety from it. And my wife gives me good advice all the time, by the way. <laughs> and I'm going to knock, knock on wood when I say that. Um, but so you're training for Wasatch. Um, again, did you have goals in mind as far as like mileage per week? Are you somebody that, you know, tapers? Do you have like high volume blocks of training? Or again, because of the situation, you're just like, I got some time today. I'm going to just do some running. Um, so during the week, I like to try to run five to six days a week and I would try to do like eight to 10 miles during the week. And then my plan was always to do a long run on the weekends. Um, and there were a couple weekends where I would just go down to Salt Lake, have my parents watch the kids for a weekend so I could do a long Friday and Saturday back to back. And that helped a lot. So that was my structure. Okay. Yeah. When you said like during the week, eight to 10, you mean like per run, not eight to 10 miles a week and then weekends. Okay. Yes. I was like, man, (laughs) if you were running eight mile weeks and crushing a hundred miler, that's pretty impressive. So your runs, what you try to consist of when you get out the door, eight to 10 miles Mm -hmm. and then just kind of go bigger if you could on those things on the weekends. Yep. Did you have any other races in 2023 to kind of help get ready for it or- no. No? No. Nope. Okay. That seems too easy. My last race was Gib Wallace. So In 2018, you know. a 10-miler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so that kind of prepared me. 
Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. It is a quality raise. So, I mean, on the show a lot, we talk about tapering up, but this is a little different than I'm used to, um, really, um, your training plan. And I think there's a lot of people going to be taking this away because I think we overthink running at the end of the day. So how many miles did you get? You're like, ah, I couldn't really do much, so I'll be all right. I'll yeah. be all right. So what was what are, what were the hardest parts of the race? And and there might be multiple. There's like mental, physical, emotional, all the above, ebbs and flows. I mean, do you remember, you know, running in that race thinking, yeah, I probably won't do this ever again? Um, yes. On those steep, rocky downhills, I it just what got to me was the fact that it was just taking so long and. I, in my head, expected the downhills to just be a breeze, like it's downhill, you know? And I got, it just got in my head about how long it was taking, and that psyched me out. But I called my husband, tearfully, (laughs) and he just reminded me just to keep going. And it didn't matter how long it took, and that was really all I needed, so... What if you would have gotten out on, say, one of those sections before the race? Mm-hmm. Would Do you think that would have helped you, or do you think you would have been more nervous to get there? I I think it would have helped me because I, I think I would have done Malins more. <laughs> <laughs> you might have trained differently. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but in reality, with life circumstances and just how busy things are I don't know that I actually would have been able to change anything yeah so well I mean finishing sub 32 on an absolute tough 100 miler that's still I mean finishing 100 miler is fantastic it's amazing but I mean that's still a good time uh, that you finished in physically what was that like for you I mean obviously you're going way over um, what you've ever done before um, doubling if you will um did it get, you know, as you got farther, I mean, you went through the night. It's the first yeah. time you've done that, mm-hmm. right, in a race. What was that like for you? Since you probably didn't train that way, yeah. obviously, with the with kids and everything else. What was that like for you? Um, Honestly, it wasn't that bad because it just, I kind of pictured myself being on a morning run with a headlamp with my friends. And so it felt the same to me. And I, in college, I learned to break up my races into smaller parts and I tried to do that with Wasatch so I would try to forget about the last 25 miles I did and focus on the next 25 miles and I feel like when it got dark I just would try to forget about what I ran during the daylight okay and so was this the first time having pacers as well did you have any pacers in like your 50 or just running with a friend yeah that was my first time having pacers. <laughs> it was then. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. What was that like? Um, it was great. Yeah. I loved it. So it's just like running with your friends, right? Yeah. Like a training run. Yeah. And they kind of keep your spirits up if they mm-hmm. can and, and keep things fun. So you enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Would you run your next Wasatch or hundred with or without pacers? With pacers. With okay. For sure. Yeah. Just yeah. so was it with pacers is more of the experience it's fun with them or help or a combination of both a combination of both okay I feel like there were a lot of things that were new to me like getting blisters and I didn't really know how to deal with that because I'm not one that prepares for these things and so just having a pacer who knew exactly what to do like that honestly saved my race yeah 
and and then yeah just being there to tell stories and talk I love to talk when I'm running (laughs) and I love to listen when I'm running so what was your nutrition plan like um I just would eat something every time I thought about it (laughs) (laughs) okay I'll let that slide for a second but why we go into like what did you eat just I mean did you have I'll say run specific when I say that like gels and yes okay all the other stuff or did you just kind of like wing it again no I had gels I love the spring gels and the martin gels Mm -hmm. your wife taught me about those um and then I tried to have a lot of gels with caffeine because I found that that would help me a lot um and then I would try to eat real food at every aid station okay like chips yeah whatever they had that sounded good Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah pierogi oh yeah yeah that was the first time I've ever had that yeah Loved it. Have you eaten any since? Yeah. Oh, Went really? To Costco, bought a whole box. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you learned something that you liked pierogies yeah. then. Did you have stomach issues at all throughout the race? No, I didn't. Um, wow. I had weird breathing issues though. Um, I feel like I get really congested and it would. I don't know if this is too much. It would like kind of make me gag. So that I guess was my only. That's not too much. Issue. There's been way worse in races. <laughs> I mean, that, gee, that's nothing. People are there waiting for something. Like, no, I'm gagging. I do that just like normal day. So I kind of felt bad because I felt like I was grossing out my pacers, but I'm sure they're used to it. <laughs> I'm so. sure they were. Yeah. I'm, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. When you train, do you train with any type of nutrition? Yeah. Okay. I trained with the same stuff that I used. Okay. Use. So like the gel, you didn't mm-hmm. train with pierogies though. So that no. was new. Okay. Yeah. So real food was new. When you train, it's like yes. just the gel. Do you do like any type of electrolyte drinks or just water? Um, I use gnarly. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's what I use. Nice. That's my favorite. Yeah. So it sounds like you got your nutrition plan dialed in. You got your training plan dialed in. Um, What would you do differently? Not for your next one, Mm -hmm. even though that's what it's going to be. What would you have done differently if you could Mm -hmm. to prepare for it? Like what things would you have changed if you could have? Like training ways? Just anything. anything. Eating, training, thinking. I would have done Malin's more. Okay. Um, I I wish that I had practiced running downhill more. Okay. When you say it, was it confidence? Was it your quads burning? Was it just ca- be trying My to be ankles, careful? My ankles? IT bands. Just everything? Yeah. Okay. I just honestly am used to running the Bonneville shoreline just, so just like rollers yeah yeah just, just little flat. Ro- running rollers okay yeah so we would get to sections of the race that were flat and my pacer would be like this is this is what you run all the time this is your spot and so we'd kind of take off but then once it got to a downhill I would slow down what about uphill did you feel okay there I felt great on uphills okay. I would much rather have done uphill than downhill okay so you'd change your training a little bit on the downhill running. Mm-hmm. What else? Anything else that you could think of that like mileage differences, structured training, getting out on the course? Um I wish that I had had higher mileage training wise and been able to be more consistent. What were some of the big weeks 
like besides consistency, like mileage wise, what were some of your bigger weeks? Go for it. 60. Okay. That's great. Yeah. All right. There's people that Maybe go. Maybe once or twice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Averaging 40 ish. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 40, 45. Yeah. Okay. Nutrition wise, would you change anything? I mean, obviously, not having no. stomach issues is pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. I feel like my nutrition was on point and I feel like I moved through the aid stations really quickly. Okay. And so I'm, I'm very happy about that. I wish I would have had my headphones during the last, um, like the last 20 miles. Who paced you the last 20 miles? Just the best pacer ever. <laughs> Your wife. Oh, and you didn't want to listen to her the last no, 20 I miles. No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're getting at. <laughs> no, it's just, I, I love running with music. Yeah. And I think like it really it pumps me up. It keeps me going. And I think during those low points that would have helped me, it would have helped distract me. Do you think too, if you do you train listening to music? Yes. So that's the other thing too, yeah. right? When you have it going, that's your normal, yeah. right? So not having that kind of can unbalance you yeah. maybe a little bit. Cause I don't, <clears throat> I rarely run with music. Um, when I do, it's one AirPod. Mm-hmm. but I do notice at times when I do run with music, cause that's, I'm usually by myself. I don't, I'm, I don't listen to headphones when I have people with me, but when I have one headphone in, my runs seem a little faster. Yeah. And I always seem a little sore. Yeah. Uh, with headphones. So I could see that being like your comfort area again yeah. at the last 20. Yeah. I feel like the first 25 miles, I listened to music and it just, I felt like everything flowed. I was just stoked on life. It was great. And I think if I had had that, during the last bit, I don't know, I could have maybe gotten into that zone. But did you have some like down t- down spots throughout the race? Like, you know, midway through three AMs, did you have spots where they were just kind of like a low areas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one aid station that I came into. It was right when the sun was coming up, and I think I expected to feel this like renewed energy when the sun came up because people always talk about that Mm -hmm. and that was a really low point for me I think because I didn't feel that and I just remember getting to the aid station teary-eyed and those aid station workers were just like what can we get you you're doing so good and I was like no I'm not (laughs) like yeah right you're lying to me (laughs) and Sarah was so great trying to get me through that but that was just a rough patch there's, that's pretty impressive though like having like we get people on the show and yours truly I I can remember some very dark places in some of the events you know that you're just like whether it's a you know thinking of the DNFs or you know having his stomach issues on one level or another just these really deep places to dig out of mm-hmm. but I am one of those people when the sun comes up the next day that does get me going again I struggle Two to five a.m. Two a.m. to five a.m. That's brutal for me. You didn't feel any of that. I didn't. I really. I keep telling people that Wasatch was one of the best days of my life. Like I just was so happy, and I feel I just feel really good about it. I felt like it was 
this, you know, 32 hours that I was on the mountain and it was like my time. It kind of felt like a break. And I just remember being really happy and coming into aid stations, mostly feeling very happy. So. Wow. Yeah. Was, uh, when you came through that finish line, was your family all hanging out? Yeah. What was that like? The best feeling ever. I did not know that anyone but my husband and kids were coming and I had friends and neighbors and extended family that came and it just was the best feeling in the world. So when you kind of come around and start seeing that, I mean, that's just got to be on top of finishing something you've been thinking about for so long. And like you said, 32 hours and happiest day of your life, but there's some struggle (laughs) within that. Right. So that's just something that is, you know, when, as you were saying that, talking about that story, you just see your face, you know, and it just shows. And that's, I tell people, if you ever feel bad or in a bad spot, get your mojo back, go to a finish line of a race. Because yeah. that's when the emotions hit. I don't oh. care if you're first or last, right? So that was a pretty special moment for you, huh? Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that. And I feel it does make me a little sad because I feel like there will never be anything like finishing my first hundred and having that feeling with all of them. So. Something you'll be chasing, huh? Yes. Yeah, we talk about that a lot as you have, whether it's that or a... a uh, a quote unquote good day on a course on a race and you're like oh my gosh that was so awesome and mm-hmm. then you chase it and it's like next one's like that wasn't it that wasn't it the next one that wasn't it but you don't know I mean that's the first one's always special I think yeah too, right yeah so what if there's people listening right now and we're not talking just hundred milers whether they want to do their first five k half marathon marathon or beyond you're one that is. If you think about it, you're doing it, you're all in. If there's people listening right now that are kind of on the fence on those things, like, I don't know if I want to do that 5K or that half or 10K or 100 miler, what kind of advice would you give them? Knowing that you just came from basically half marathon to a 50, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to wait a few years and then just tackle 100. Just do it. I Honestly, people talk to me about it and they're like, I don't know how you do it. But there's you can do it. it. Maybe it's not as fast as other people, but um, there's lots of hiking involved in hundreds and you can do it. I don't know. So you say that, like what was, what's your mentality? What was your mentality like with the walking and hiking coming from the background you had? Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot of people that are, that come from like a road running side. Yeah. And it's kind of a shock to the system maybe when they get on a trail because there is walking, like this isn't running or it's hard for them. I mean, what was that like for you? Was that difficult? Yeah, there has been a years long learning curve um, and just trying to get comfortable with going slower. So I guess I would say my training has changed a lot from when I did the 50 milers because now it's not just going out and running as fast as I can for as long as I can. I do try to be more intentional about pace and um, keeping it at talking pace. And my husband knows me and knows how I like to start out hard and get excited. And he had drilled it into my head to not do that. (laughs) Like you're at the hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd just be like, I'm just so worried and stressed that you're going to go out too hard and die. So I, I feel like I thought about that a lot. 
tried not to do that. And so that has changed your your training a little then. Mm-hmm. So do you do, and and I know we, we talk mainlands, but do you incorporate, like, when your runs, do you do, like, just fast hiking just so you know what's to come? Your body's yep. kind of more used to it a little bit, so yep. it's not just running then? Yeah. Okay. Do you still run on the roads much? Um, I do during the winter time more because my ankles are kind of weak, so. Do you have bad ankles, like yeah. you rolled them or different things? Or yeah. Just, okay. So that gets you a little bit. Yeah, as I'm getting older. Oh, don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we won't accept that on this podcast. I'm going to delete that out of here. Getting older. Jeez. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Um, but what's your favorite part of trail running? The community. Yeah. And just the support. I, f- I feel like, I mean, I don't want to dog on road running, but it just, it feels like more of a community. So what did it feel like in the hundred, you know, before your pacers? I mean, it was just like you talked about the aid station stuff, but, you know, we talk about a lot. And when you get into a hundred mile race, after a little while, you kind of settle in with your group where mm-hmm. you're flip-flopping a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that in the race as well with just the community? Hey, how you doing? And that type of thing. Yeah, it was so fun. That's that's really fun in a race, I think. Mm-hmm. And you, know? you meet people, like I met people that I wouldn't have met otherwise and just being out there together and suffering, I love that feeling. You're, you're love all it. doing the same thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So what's next? Um, I'm signed up for El Vaquero. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So next year is my husband's year to do 100. Okay. We're trying to take turns until our kids are a little older. Sure. And then hopefully the next year I'll do Wasatch. Again, huh? No, no desire to do anything else first. Just you want to do Wasatch again, like yeah. hundred mile wise. What? Yeah. 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 I wanna, I wanna go back and feel more confident about the downhills. Okay. Do you have a? Is it, looking at your time, mm-hmm. we all do it. Mm-hmm. Looking back, saying, okay, the next one, I probably could go do it in X. Is there something in your mind you've already picked out? Yeah. Yeah. Sub thirty. I mean. Deeper. Yeah. Sub 28. I would be so happy with that. Okay. That's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Super doable. Um, El Vaquero, is that your only race you think you're doing next year? Yeah. 50 K. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're registered for that. That's yeah. a great one. We'll be up there. I've wanted it's, to do it's, that. It's my favorite race of all time. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Without question. Um, the course is magnificent. Every year it's different. So I've done it, I think, seven times now uh, nice. up there. It's still my favorite. Great RD great community old school style um super pretty um is your husband doing it too no no just you yeah what hundreds he doing the bear oh is he yeah well he got in i'm i'm guessing he already registered because that thing's craziest wait list (laughs) of all time now awesome so that's next huh all right well what else you got on the hundred miler any last bit before we move on again that somebody needs to know about running their first hundred okay This was key, and I should have brought this up during the nutrition part. That's all right. My husband made Cheez-It bracelets for me. So. Okay. I'm listening. (laughs) I'm listening. I have it in my head. Yes. Okay. So the section that he paced me through, he had a couple surprises for me. One was a Cheez-It bracelet that he put on my wrist, and I just ate it like... Oh, yeah. Kind of like those those little candy ones. Yep. Okay. And then he also made me those, you know, those peach rings? Yeah. The candy? Yeah. A bracelet. 
out of those. Wow. Did that get sticky? I didn't finish that because I was kind of sick of sweet stuff. Okay. But the Cheez-It bracelet. How many Cheez-Its fit on your bracelet? I don't even know. 20, 25. Maybe 30. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it like poked out pretty far. Oh, it's dangerous. Yeah. You poke your eye out. Okay. Cheez-It bracelet. I like it. First time I've heard of a Cheez-It bracelet on the show ever. Not even on the show, just of all time. (laughs) Key ingredient. Yeah. You know what? Now I'm going to be thinking in my head what else I can make a bracelet out of yeah. for food. I mean, there's a hole through the middle. It seems like that's what it's for. You could do it with bacon. Just put a needle in the thread and just go, you know, just like, th- oh. Yeah. A bacon weave bracelet. Yeah. I'm so into this now. <laughs> Your husband's a genius. I'm into this one. I'm writing notes right now. Bacon <laughs> bracelet. I couldn't do something sticky. I hate being sticky. Yeah, yeah. I can be greasy because I'll just lick that off. But yeah, we could. I can figure some <laughs> stuff out. What else? Anything else? First hundred miler. They're listening right now. They're excited for twenty twenty four. What advice do you have for them with their first one coming off your first? Um, just do it and have fun. And I like to make it a goal to smile as much as possible through it. And I feel like that helps me a lot. That's a good one. I definitely like that one. We've heard that one, too, where people, especially into aid stations, right? Mm -hmm. And even if you're feeling bad, just having the volunteers there, um, you know, thanking them, obviously. All right. So part of the podcast we have, we have some Ask Trail Manners questions. I'm going to let you in on this, too. We had two this week, and I know one of them for sure is going to have some stuff on here for you. So we're going to both answer these. Okay. And you don't know what they are. I don't. I prepped because... You know, I got him. So the first one is from Andrew from Canada. Andrew says, what are races you were highly excited about but are never doing again for whatever reason? And races that you did without expecting much but will go back because they're awesome. So while you think about it, I got mine, which is pretty rare because I don't. So am I excited to do but I'm not doing again is Wasatch. Okay. Um, done that three times. I never want to do that race again. I'm not a huge fan of the course, and I want to do others. But it's not because I don't like it. I just don't like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't have a whole lot that I don't like, Andrew, like that I'm never doing again. I Like you said, for whatever reason, because the reason I wouldn't do Wasatch um, mainly is because it's in September, and there's so many hundreds in that window, mm-hmm. right? Month and two month window. And there's some I want to do because I'm actually old. And so I don't have a lot of hundreds left in me. Um, but I'm not a, a ginormous fan of the course, especially the end. That section, for whatever reason, is a mental yeah. kick in the teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've, I've run Wasatch three times, and all three times have been on different courses. So, oh. yeah, I did the old school one. The, 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 anyway, that's one, Andrew. The other one um, that I was highly excited but will never do again, and this comes up a lot, is Speed Goat 50K. I've done that one about three times as well, and I absolutely love the race. It's, it's gorgeous, but, man, it just hurts really bad. Um, so it's not that I don't like it, and I don't have races like that. I try and do my homework ahead of time. I don't want to run a race that, is miserable other than my training. So I, t- I ask people a lot and I've been d- around 20 ish years in this thing. So I 
get asked a lot of questions. So those are mine. And then my didn't expect much, but will go back as hard again because I do my homework. But probably one that I didn't expect as much from that I want to do again is the Red Mountain 50K. And the reason is it's in Mo, it's in St. George, and I've run down there a lot. I've been on those trails a lot. Um, and I thought, ah, it's just getting, it's in Mar- early March, get out of the winter in, U- in Ogden. But the style of the race is one of my favorite I've ever run. You, you start at a start line and you go, I can't remember the distance to your aid station. It's the only aid station. There's three loops from that aid station. So you do a loop and you come back, you do a loop, you come back, you do a loop, you come back. And there's shorter distances. You don't do all the loops. But having the one aid station, I think it's fun. Yeah. It's And as a race director, I got to imagine that's not too hard. You can drive to it, um, but you have a drop bag. So that's one I wasn't expecting much from as a course standpoint. But I've in my mind, I'm trying to replicate the format somewhere because I love it. And the other one that I didn't expect much but will go back and have, and I know this sounds bad, but there's a reasoning for it, is the Antelope Island races. And I say that because I grew up here, and I used to take field trips in elementary school to Antelope Island, and I thought it was stupid, brine shrimp and mosquitoes. and So when I, that was my first ever trail run ever in my life, the first year he did it. And I love that race. It's just fun. And I volunteer more now. Um, Jim's a great race director. It's a fantastic races. There's multiple throughout the year. But I didn't expect a whole lot because it was the only back, you know, bugging, you know, buggy and horse days when I started running. There wasn't a lot of races to go to. And that was one of the few that was close. So I went to that one like, eh, running on the island. Didn't even train on the island before the race. Didn't even know there were trails on the island. And uh, absolutely <laughs> loved it and went back. So those are the only ones. So there's not a lot for me. Do you have any that you um, were excited about but probably wouldn't do again? I don't feel like I've done enough races to know yet Um, because I've loved I've loved every trail race that I've done. You've done some good ones for sure. I mean, if we're talking about road races, um, Ogden. Yeah. Just because the weather. Yeah. Seems very iffy every year. Yeah. Yep. But I've loved all the trail races I've done. Didn't expect much, but would go back. Um, Antelope 50K. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, I had no idea how beautiful the <laughs> island is. <Right>? Like <laughs> on that northern section. Northern? The backside of the oh, island. Oh, southern. Southern. Okay. <laughs> I know my direction. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you just got to stay on the trail. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes. On the backside of the yeah. island. Just gorgeous. Yeah. I loved it. So maybe someday soon. Yeah, that's all, all I really have on those. It's a great question. But again, I'm very picky with my money and races. Um, for, fortunately, I've never ran a race that what I would consider just a dog that was like that was horrible. Um, most of them have been actually pretty good. And the ones I have heard or know that probably don't bring a lot, I just stay away from them for whatever reason, right? So thanks for the question, Andrew. Next one, this is from Beth from Colorado. Beth says, love the Christmas gift guide shows and all the gear you and the guests mentioned. Actually went out and snagged a few things to try, so I'll keep you posted. So please do, Beth. I'm interested to see what you think and what you got. You covered must-have, must-want gear. How about some must-do races? You have mentioned Gorge Waterfall and Ice Age. 
Do you have any others on your list? Beth, this is a one-hour podcast. We try to keep it under, so that's a tough one for me. But absolutely, there's races I would love to do. And there might be a one or two that I really have wanted to do that I'm doing in 2024. I just haven't said out loud what they are, and I probably won't. But, um, yeah, there's there's multiple races that intrigue me that I'd like to do. Um, the Northwest has got a special place for me, so there's races up there. Deception Pass. Um, Rogue Gorge, uh, Cascade Crest. Um, there's quite a few up in that area. Um, Mount Hood 50, Tillamook Burn, McDonald Forest 50K, and that's just in that state. Um, we've got um, George Death Race has always intrigued me. Um, so because I've been at back east, um, I'd love to run in Vermont for sure. Um, back in the main New England area, and there's a few races out there. So that's a loaded one because there's so many races I'd like to run. And the problem is there's more races starting to pop up that look very interesting too. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a big question. I, th- I could probably, I should do that. I should put a list together, like a race in every state that I'd like to do. There might be some states I skip purposefully, but like Black Hills. Oh my gosh, I'd love to do Black Hills. That'd be awesome. Oh my gosh, that's been on the list for way too long. Black Hills and oh, what are some more? I didn't even, I prepared, but didn't write anything down. Uh, but yeah, I think that's some. How about you? What are some races that you would love to do? I would love to do Bighorn. Oh, yeah. I'm, I want to go back to that one. That one kicked me in the goodie bag. I, yeah, I, I got to go back that. to that one. Yeah, <laughs> that one hurt in multiple ways. Yeah, that's a that's a good one for sure. I've just heard great things about it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully someday. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot that I'd love to do. All right, so we're just going to finish up the show. Um, just real quick, don't forget to post your Woody footies every Sunday on Facebook, and we are making a new website, so hopefully we can incorporate that for you non-Facebookers uh, out there. We want everybody to participate in that. Uh, and again, ask Trail Manners segments. Just send me an email, manners at trailmanners.com. Um, love to answer questions. They're always fun. Uh, there's some fun ones over the years. Got our website still going, our old one booting up a new one but you have some merch on there you can get there's donations i'm asking them i'm i'm shamelessly asking for itunes uh, reviews let's get some of those updated but right when we thought we were done i don't know if you listened to the last podcast but we've got the lightning round for you oh. do you know what the lightning round is yes so seth wadups was on last week two weeks ago and he seth if you're listening he kind of bombed it he did a couple good ones for sure, but he, I think he surprised himself. He didn't have the question. So I don't, I try to start easy okay. to get you warmed up. So lightning round just means what comes to your mind. Can't think about it too much, Okay. but they got to be good answers. Okay. okay. No pressure. There's only like a few. <laughs> this is how we're going to end the podcast. Okay. So you ready? Mm-hmm. Best trail running advice you ever received. Um, To smile while you're running. Okay. That's a good one. Running or racing superstitions. I like to sleep in the outfit that I'm going to wear during the race the night before. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. And I've always done that. <laughs> Even if it's not an early morning, just like kind of yeah. just becoming one with the, I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> That's why I love the lightning round. <laughs> Bucket list race or adventure run you want to do? Um, The Trail de Mont Blanc. Oh, man. See, there's another one, Beth. Golly. 
Not the race, though. No. I just wanted to do the route. The I just watched a documentary on YouTube the other day about it, and I'm watching a second one right now, and it's got me jazzed. All right. Here's one up your alley. What should be on everyone's playlist? Ooh. Um, I just love, <laughs> like, techno-y club music. And, yeah. All right. And, like, gangster rap. Oh. So. That's more popular than I would think on people's playlist, to be honest with you. I've heard that quite a bit. Preston like Wood does that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think you feel thuggish. Yeah. Maybe that's the word for it. <laughs> Okay, what song best describes you? Ooh. I don't know. You're pulling a Seth. That's what I'm going to call that moving on now. You're pulling a Seth. <laughs> okay. That's too hard. Okay, all right. We'll skip it. We'll pass. You get one pass. Okay. No more passes. If you're at home and your TV's on, what are you watching? Trashy television, like The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Or The Ultimatum, or Married at First Sight. Huh. Okay. I could, yeah, okay. <laughs> Guilty pleasure song on your playlist. Um, like, Guilty Pleasure song. Like, because it's bad? Something fun. But, you know, maybe like, nobody would recognize oh. like shouldn't be on there like something from air supply or toto or chicago or britney spears i mean i am a swifty okay there we go that's a good there's, i've got some of that on mine not gonna lie my wife's not a swifty i am oh. i would totally go to a concert if someone gave me a ticket i'm not even lying in a heartbeat easy easy uh guilty pleasure food pasta okay all pasta. What have you learned from trail running? Um, to be patient and that to push through when, like to keep going, even when you don't feel good because that could change very quickly. Okay. And this might go along with it. What do you wish someone would have shared with you when you first started running? Um, do Malins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have shared that with me. <laughs> it didn't work. No. You heard it. You didn't need it. No. All right. And I, this is your last question. Okay. I may know the answer to this one, but we'll find out. Favorite aid station food? Pierogi. There we go. I was wondering if that would be it too when it popped when you said that earlier. Oh my gosh, Kim, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to have you. And man, it's so refreshing to hear the way you approach running. (laughs) It really is because we get so many people, you hear of others and you get them on this podcast over the years and the structures and all the other stuff. And then you do still, you know, there's people on that like, I just run for myself. I run how I feel. There's people that look at that going, Oh, you can't do that. You won't be successful. Um, but I think what works for someone doesn't always work for somebody else. Um, like what you're doing wouldn't work for me (laughs) just because I can't go fast. And so I'm out. So I couldn't go fast, go long, but it makes sense too, especially if it's something you're used to. Um, but I think you start with that and maybe incorporate 
Malins. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Then that's just going to help you even more. Yeah. So it's awesome to have you on and super psyched about your finish at Wasatch. That was fun to, to witness from afar um, and hear, hear a blow by blow from a Pacers perspective mm-hmm. as well as the running perspective. But um, yeah, good luck with whatever you do next. Maybe Bighorn someday. Yeah. You're, you're, I can't believe it. I mean, you're like two years you're doing, not this year, but the next is your next. You're still super young if you want to get a big horn in. That's like four years away then that's if you nice trade them off, right? Yeah. Trading them off, that's like four years. Yeah. Man. Or, I mean, maybe I'll just do 200 milers in one year. That's what you need to do. They're mm-hmm. far enough apart. Yeah. Great spacing. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Again, good luck with uh, whatever you have going next. All right. This is the Trail Manners Podcast, first episode 2024. Kim Haslam, this is Eric Manning, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'd like to thank Kim Haslam for taking the time to join us today. And again, congratulate her on the Wasatch 100. I also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners, or swing by the website at trailmanners.com there you can click the donate button or check out the store page for some cool trail manners gear and both donations and purchases sure help the show and you can always hit us up on the contact page or email me at manners at trailmanners.com and let me know what you'd like to see who you want to hear or even if you would like to be on the show and also please don't forget to share us with your friends and if you could take just a moment to subscribe to the show leave us a rating or review on iTunes or Facebook. I would greatly appreciate that. And don't worry, all these links are in the show notes. Until next time, this is Eric Manning still reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>